Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to Watching the Tudors. I'm Heather. And I'm Jonathan. And this is the show where we watch the Tudors and break down the truth behind the dramas, talking about the backstory and some of the stuff that maybe was left out and what the truth is to the drama that we see on the screen. So I have an, I'm Heather and I have another podcast, the Renaissance English History Podcast, that I've had since 2009. And I thought it would be fun to go back and rewatch the Tudors and kind of see what I missed the first time around and the history of it and all of that now being almost 10 years into having my other show. Yes. And I'm Jonathan, her husband, whose uh, interest in history goes as far as having a wife who's interested in history. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought I would enjoy uh, watching a show to catch up a little bit on uh, this stuff she's interested in, this Tudor stuff. <laughs> Tudor so, stuff. Yeah. Awesome. There you go. It's been fun. Yeah. Well, this episode was hard. You cried. Yeah, I'm probably going to cry during this episode. So if you don't like hearing men cry. <laughs> <laughs> He's a sensitive one. Yeah. I, I guess if it was your first time seeing this, it would, like, it's just, you know, I've read so many books about this and yeah. seen it in so many different kinds of movies and plays or, you know, yep renditions of it and all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, you become a little bit desensitized. I suppose, it's almost like me with it. more movies. Like I'm sure you'd be just, dis- you know, a little uh, disturbed by some of the war movies I've seen, but yeah, I've seen them so many times. Like I know what happens and everything. Exactly. So, so um, right. Oh, the way we work this is you ask me questions and then we kind of talk about it and then, Oh, well our spoiler alert. Yeah. So we're going to talk about this episode, so watch the episode before you listen, because you'll find out everything that happens. It's not yep. a preview. And we're also going to be talking about future future things that happen. So uh, you may have some things given away to you if you know nothing about Tudor history. There you go. But you'll find out sooner or later anyways if you watch the series. So Okay. There you go. There you go. All right. So let's jump right into it. And dies. And dies. And, uh, but at the beginning, there's other stuff. So I'm going to see how long I can go without Without crying. crying. (laughs) This is like a a contest, a a race. So there was, there was the first scene was Henry in the church with women singing behind him and he loses his temper at those women singing. Yes. And you said, ask me about this. So I'm assuming like this wouldn't have happened or what? Well, women weren't allowed to be choristers. Okay. There were only boy choristers and men. So That's why he, he was so disturbed because he's like, why are there women singing? Why are there singing women here? singing in here? What's going on? Exactly. So that was just completely that wrong. totally would not have happened. No. Women no. were not. No. That, that's okay. like, yeah. That's no. just like the great. It's like having it's like aliens the cor- Exactly. It's like, what? Alien choristers would have made more sense like, than, than that. Than women choristers. Yes. Okay. And then him yelling. Like, was there any? That was just dramatic. Like, that was just, just dramatic. Not, like, yeah. he's just showing his... 
frustration with life. With life. Like exactly. I can't even pray and be sung to by imaginary women choristers <laughs> without getting angry exactly. and wanting to kill someone. Exactly. Um, and then next they showed Anne in her room in the tower, I guess. Mm-hmm. Would they have kind of quote unquote nice rooms yeah. like that? Well, the tower was actually a royal <clears throat> palace. You know, and so like no, she spent okay. the night before. Well, I think we showed it like in the earlier before she became queen. She spent the night before her procession oh, in the tower. Yeah, and I kind of remember. It that. was you know William the Conqueror built the White Tower, and it was a place where throughout history the monarchs would spend their time. The Order of the Garter, I believe, was. Um, oh, so it wasn't. There. Ju- it, it wasn't just for. It prisoners. wasn't just a prison. No. Okay. Um, and there was a prison there because it was a really secure complex. Mm-hmm. But um, I. Th- think Anne actually stayed in the same rooms where she spent before before, yeah yeah, there was like the queen's rooms how the how the times change exactly three years makes a big difference god just three years all that just took three years well from when she was crowned yeah yeah yeah. i mean the whole thing the whole thing but yeah okay so anyways so yeah the the tower was was a royal palace yeah, and it didn't take on its kind of meaning that we know it now until after this period. Yeah. yeah. And then, so just uh, before I go on with my questions, just kind of as as we were going over them before, just in general, this was pretty much how it happened. Like this, I mean, how the execution happened. Yeah. Like, like uh, you know, details here and there. But mm-hmm. for the most part, like the delay, just all of it. It was yeah. kind of how it went. So we'll, we'll yeah, go through Yeah, the delays all. and all of that. Um, yeah. So... They said she was going like originally she was planned on being burned, I guess. Well, that would have been the normal punishment for a, for a woman who, for adultery I see. and so that's also kind for of that, the standard. That, mm-hmm. so and for was, treason for a woman, yeah, that that was, was like the standard lucky, punishment. Mm-hmm. Quote unquote, lucky to. Yeah, that was Henry showing his mercy. What a sweet gentleman! Isn't he sweet? Yes. And. They're really the executioner was was truly from like imported yeah. from Calais. Or? He was an expert swordsman who was well known. That's just like that, that was his thing. That was his gig. He was like the best. I mean, I gotta say, I didn't really watch, but like I, I kind of, I kind of, not kind of closed my eyes. I completely closed my eyes for a long time. Was she like kneeling, like kneeling yeah. up, and then he just takes you out while you're kneeling up? Yeah, like I. I mean, I got to say, if if I was going to have my head chopped off, I would, I would really much prefer this guy mm-hmm. who, like, you know, plays the bait and switch, like, you know, has yeah. has the kid running, like, I'm not even expecting it, I'm not down, like, just that whole bent over with your head on a chopping block. That seems so just yeah. grim. I mean, it's yeah. all very grim, but um, Eric Ives, who's Anne's major biographer of recent times says that he was an expert in the use of heavy continental executioner's swords, which would cut off the head of a prisoner who was kneeling upright in place of the clumsier English ax kneading the prisoner's chin on the block. So that was what he was. Yeah, that would be, that's, that's, I mean, nice. Yeah. It's all relative. Yeah. And she really had a last confession to like the, her, her chosen person. Yeah, and she did do it pub- and she said also there's a lot of debate that still goes on because her she did say she never sinned against him in body, mm-hmm. which is like okay, so 
are there other yeah. ways? <laughs> like, were you plotting or, you know, okay. whatever. So she, she did make that confession and that's something that has that come down. Something. And then Elizabeth was like really made a bastard mm-hmm. officially or whatever. Yeah. And they wouldn't all be restored to the succession until Henry did a will. Gosh, I want to say maybe six or seven years after this, he, he did a will that outlined the succession. Um, that was when everybody was finally restored so, so and what, everything. So he just kind of was looking back on his life and says, this is all a mess. Let me put some order to it before I go or something. Well, no, I mean, it was common to do wills at certain times. And I guess he just kind of wanted to kind of set things right. And um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was all set right after that. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then I didn't understand – you were trying to explain I, – I didn't understand the part about Anne and her sister. It said like right. – she said, what am I being accused of? Or, or no, you said, why is my marriage being mm-hmm. dissolved? I didn't understand that part. Because you know from season one, Henry had – uh, had her sister marry as a mistress. Yes. So consanguinity that, and it's, it's interesting because it's the exact same charge that Henry put against Catherine of Aragon, that they couldn't be married because of their closeness and relation because she was his brother's widow. He's now saying to Anne, our marriage wasn't valid because I had already slept with your sister. So we were too close in relationship because you were uh-huh. technically almost my sister-in-law kind yeah. of thing. So, um, we we shouldn't have been together. So uh-huh. that was the reason that they gave for the marriage being dissolved, the too close in relation because of he had slept with her sister. And he just like realized this? I know. Something right? like- well, you know, these facts can come up at an interesting time, right? Oh, Lord. People are, can be selective with how they see things. Yes. And her confession, she, she said what what she said in the show pretty mm-hmm, much pretty much and i, or, I mean you know versa. also all of this is recorded in different different chronicles um so there's still debate over certain What's the things mm-hmm. and in the show notes i'll put a link to there's like the uh, hall's chronicle the spanish chronicle there's several different chronicles and i actually did another episode uh, a couple of years ago in my other show on on Tudor chroniclers. Um, so I'll put a link to all of those different things if people want to read these further. So, you know, there is debate amongst the different places and all these people were writing after. So yeah, cause you know, it's not like there was someone there taking exactly. word for word notes. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like what, what was passed on by nobody was, was taking Kingston, cell phone videos. Yeah. And Kingston reported everything back to Cromwell. That mm-hmm. was his total job was he was there. Like Cromwell said, I want to know everything. Yeah, I want to yeah. know everything she eats. I want to know everything. So, you know, then Cromwell's writing it down and he's having his secretary write things down yeah. and every, it's like pass it down the lane, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's what at least one of the chronicles. Okay. Lists. And Kingston really did like report her confession to, mm-hmm. to people. Yeah. Um, and Mary, and then there's a the part about like Mary had been in contact with Chapuis. Yeah, Chapuis had been with in contact with her ongoingly, and that that's was, just because she's Catherine's daughter, exactly. Like, of the and Spanish, he was going to be looking out for her. And, yeah, okay. he was going to be looking out for her and trying to. He saw himself in kind of as her protector, and but everything. because of the Spanish because of, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not because she was Catholic necessarily. No, it's because she was Catherine's or because daughter. he just felt a desire to right. care. Oh, and you kind of mentioned, I was kind of asking how Mary could be a bastard and Elizabeth be a bastard, and yet both of them become queen, but you kind of mentioned about the the will that kind of Mm -hmm. reinstates the lineage. And then there was that really good, in my opinion, montage where they were, you know, contrasting and getting ready for her execution and Jane, Jane, like getting ready to, you know, not like getting ready for her wedding, but like 
you yeah. know, getting excited for the king. And yeah. um, there was music playing during that. Yeah. And you were sort of squirming. Like, what, yeah. what was going on? No, that was the Talus's 40 part more. 40, uh, no, it's 42. Six, five, yeah, 40 part motet, Spam and Allium, which was written like tw- 30 years later. Like. <laughs> It wasn't. And then they also played, um, they were playing Vaughn Williams's, um, theme, his fantasia on a theme from, of Thomas Tallis, which Vaughn Williams is a more modern composer. And he wrote this theme based on Thomas Tallis on a set of tunes that Thomas Tallis wrote for Matthew Parker, the Archbishop of Canterbury, under the reign of Elizabeth. And then Vaughn Williams did a modern reinterpretation of it. And that's what they were playing during the one part. And then during the other part, they were playing Thomas's 40 part, Talus's 40 part motet, Spem and Allium. And that was written again, like 35, 30, 35 years later. And it was just like, mm. I, I couldn't, I couldn't take it. Why not just, why not just play it. Adele? Huh? Why not just play Justin Bieber, right? It's just like, what? Yeah. All right. I, th- I thought it was pretty. But it is. It's a. It's a titan of this. Of I mean, it's amazing. I just. I just didn't know what kind of offense I was. I was <laughs> it's funny. There are people who are like into costumes who look at this show and like yeah. notice the costumes. I like, don't. Oh my gosh, they wouldn't wear that at that time. Right. I don't notice the costumes because yeah. it's not my thing. Like yeah. they all just kind of look the same to what me. Was, but... What was I upset about? Oh, I was upset <laughs> that Henry said he wanted to go on a horse ride. And didn't say where he was going to. Yeah, because like mean, the people who were packing yeah, the stuff. It's like, how much stuff do we need to pack? That's yeah. just kind of unrelated, but there you go. There you go. So yeah, I, I was very upset the, about the music the in this episode. <laughs> did Anne really say that little quip about her neck? Yes, she did. And then she laughed. And it was, you know, she was having a really hard, I mean, obviously anybody would be having a hard a time. Hard she time. Yeah. She was losing it. And that was during a period when she was losing it. Later on, I'm not sure. We'll see it. I forget which season, if it's next season or season four, when he executes Catherine Howard. She she asked for a block to be brought so she could practice. So you know that's people have people all figure out what's going on there. People figure out different ways of dealing with things, and that was and and had that come out. And so it was really delayed like a whole day. Yes. It wasn't like And it was like a couple day. hours and a couple yeah, part hours of part. Oh, it yeah. wasn't just okay it's tomorrow but it's like yeah. oh man. Yeah, that, it was, that's that's really rough. Yeah. That's like really rough. Yeah, it was and she said those things like I thought I you know she was really upset like I was prepared like I thought I was And she yeah. did say too like maybe maybe he's testing me maybe I'm going to uh-huh. be sent to, to a nunnery. And she even until the very end, like people thought, okay, he, there's no way, there's yeah. no way he can kill her. Like yeah. all the things that he did for her, and yeah. she's a queen. A queen had never been executed. I ever. wrote that down. I yeah. said like they killed a queen. Like yeah, I can't and and, they and she was an queen. anointed queen. Catherine Howard was never even anointed, and <sighs> like she was an anoint. She had the holy oil put on her, yeah. an anointed queen, and she was killed. Yeah, and not by like. A foreign country that right. took over not by and like war, rebels like or the, something, but by like the, yeah. the guy. Oh. And then did he really go to Jane's house? Yeah, he did. Like while he was while they were awaiting the execution. Well, he put her at a palace separate. And the thing is, you know, it was it was really I, 
It's interesting to see Jane's perspective in this. And Alison Weir has a new book out about her. Um, I'm going to be interviewing her on my other show later on this month on Jane Seymour. It's interesting to see people debating, like, did she know what was going on? Did she not? Like, how was she involved in all of yeah, this? Yeah, how much? And, you know, she would have known for sure. She would have known that some of the dates were off of these accusations against Anne because they were dates when Anne was still in childbed or, you know, had just had a miscarriage and there was no way she was going to be having an affair with Mark Smeaton. And, and Jane would have known some of this stuff, right? And so on that hand, it's like, how could she go along with this? But on the other hand, she had seen Anne displace Catherine and she people say, and a lot of historians say, like, she saw it almost as her sacred duty to bring Mary back into the succession and to kind of right this wrong Mm -hmm. that had been done. Mm -hmm. And she maybe didn't know it was gonna, nobody would have thought it would lead to her death. You know, but in terms of like, was she hanging out with Henry during that time? Henry was actually on barges with women throwing themselves at him during this period. Like he had these parties on the on boats on the river. And she was hearing about some of this. And from for a little bit, she was probably thinking like, oh, he's gonna get over me now too. And I think she wanted to kind of, she really felt this kind of sacred duty to try to fix what had gone wrong. And so yeah, he was with her during that time. I just, yeah, to me, like, just what I don't understand, like, with the father, you know, he's like, yeah, I'd really like, I'd like to marry your daughter. And it's like. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Dude, like, he's literally like, yeah. chopping off the head of the, of the last person he did this to. Like, like right now. Yeah. Like, today or whatever. Yeah. Are you not worried? Like, well, I, I mean, think, it's just you know, like- the Seymours were still Catholic. And I think that people saw this as an opportunity, like almost, like you know, for their team to get get back in the game. Yeah. Or- and almost like, like, that was a test from God. And she was wrong. She was like, almost the instrument yeah. of the yeah, devil. Because it's not like there was a pattern. I mean, right. Henry didn't kill Catherine. Right. There wasn't a pattern yet. Exactly. And so people could have seen it as like, you know, it was this... Um, it was this test uh-huh. that God put to the kingdom, and now it's their time to make things right. Okay. That answers my question about why Jane would want Mary to be reinstated. Mm-hmm. And then, again, you know, the sword, like the, the how the boy ran to get the guy's sword. Uh, you, you said that was yeah. accurate as well. Like, that was his... In her execution. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what people say that happened. He said, you know, go fetch me. And he had it hidden in the straw. Yeah. And when she turned up her head to, yeah, to look, to look, that's, that's when he good, did it. That's good. That's smart. Um, there, there was a reason he was paid like more than a year's salary for one stroke. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just, I can't believe they killed a queen. I just can't, I can't believe it. Yeah. Um, and for all the bad I've talked about, Anne, she really doesn't deserve this. No. And do you think Cromwell felt bad? You know, I, I do. A lot of people say Cromwell was this, like, um, who's the guy, um, 
Herman Hess or like one of the people who like supported Hitler, uh-huh. right? Like they knew they were doing bad and they did it anyway and blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of Cromwell haters who, you know, think he was this horrible person for doing this and was really cold and yeah. all that. And I, I don't see him quite that way. I think he was a survivor and he did what he needed to do to survive and, and rise. And sometimes it worked out for him and a lot. And eventually in the end, it didn't because he lost his head just five years after this, but um, four years after this. But, you know, um, I, I think that he probably he was human. He had a family. He'd lost children. He'd lost a wife. He, he knew what loss was. And I think he probably would have felt bad. But at the same time, he probably would have been like, I can't dwell on it. Like, this yeah. is this was what I had to do to survive. And if, you know, if he stopped the amount of people that were killed under his watch and under Henry's, if he stopped to think about all of those, like it would have tormented, he couldn't have thought he would have been tormented. Yeah. So I think he probably felt bad about it for a little while and thought like, that's a horrible thing to have done and poor Anne and probably prayed for her. But, you know, I don't think he spent time dwelling on it. Yeah. Right. And I maybe he did go to the chapel that morning and prayed and all of that kind of stuff like that because again it was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. It was like probably everybody in England was freaking out. Mm-hmm. Like they're killing a queen. Yeah. Like and it, like you said, not even like a rebel army or like a foreign army. Yeah. Like they're just out and out killing her. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure it would have been like part of him might have even gone to like um to pray because it's like oh my god what does the country come to like what's going on in this what what's our world like now and is that what she said and when she was giving her last words yeah there's a lot of different again there's a lot of different um accounts Mm -hmm. but that is one of one of the accounts of her speeches um and there's a again there's a couple of different accounts that we still have and they vary in what they say and um, you know, different, but, but that's one of them. And, uh, what, one of the accounts actually says that she said here, she was come to die because the King was in love with Jane Seymour. And now she realizes that's what happened to her with Catherine. And so, you know, she understands it's coming back to her kind of thing. And, you know, somebody said that she said that and people tried to shut her up real quick, yeah. but uh, n- no other chronicler says that. Yeah. So I don't know that there's any truth to that, but that's the one there is the most famous one. That's from um, Edward Hall. And he's the most famous one that mm-hmm. said that. So yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. All right. Well, short one, huh? We spent a lot of time crying. <laughs> um, thank you for listening to us. We'll be back with season three. Thank you. In a couple of weeks. See you soon. Talk to you soon. And, oh, you can learn more about us at watchingthetutors.com. I'll put in show notes with links to all the different chroniclers, all the different sources. um, So you can learn more about that if you are interested. And you could do us a favor by leaving us a review on iTunes. A rating or a review, either one. rating. Rating is fast. Takes you no time at all. Just hit. There you go. All right. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you. We will talk to you again soon. Have a nice day. Bye. Bye. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.